0: Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio today with Each Week with Emily Jaminette. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. So welcome, Emily. I am super excited to be here today. This is awesome. It is so great to be back in studio and glorious spring has sprung. So there is hope in the air and we've, you know, we are in the Easter season and things are beautiful in the church. So it is so great to be here to talk about the conference. And uh, we have a special guest for our show again today. We are pleased to bring back a speaker from 2018. Daria Little will be sharing with us in a little bit.
1: I think this is going to be a really important episode to the podcast. And just the importance of talking about friendship with Christ, right? Like, we get to pull back on what is most important, and that is that relationship with Jesus. And I think Daria just, you know, knocked it out of the park when she gave her presentation in 2018. So to be able to connect with her and see what she's doing and dive into this important topic. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I love what we um, have in our book, The Friendship Project. We were honored to have Father Larry Richards write the foreword. And he says in the beginning of the book, he says, for a Christian, the most important friendship should be with Jesus Christ. The old hymn reminds us what a friend we have in Jesus. Jesus shows us through his life, passion, death, and resurrection that he truly is a friend to us and invites each of us to the deep intimacy of friendship with him. In John 15:15 15, 15, he says, "I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father." So we love to talk about this topic, you know, Emily, that how Jesus wants to have this intimate relationship with you. He wants to be your best friend and he longs
1: for us to come to him as women. I think it's a real unifying point. I, I just got back from vacation and to talk to other Christians about the importance of a friendship with Jesus Christ was what brought us together even in our different faith traditions. So I think it it pulls it back and it emphasizes this really important place that friendship with Christ Is where this
0: begins. Absolutely. And this is really the mission of our Catholic Women's Conference. You know, it is to provide opportunities for women to deepen their relationship with Jesus Christ. And we've been blessed to see through our speakers and through the sacraments and through even our vendors and things people, you know, get a Catholic book at our conference, they're able to grow in their relationship with
1: Jesus Christ. Well, and just think this podcast has been a fruit of a very difficult time for the pandemic and we didn't get to have a physical conference but now we can reach people on a very regular basis and bring speakers back to share positive messages.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of my favorite things is I, you know, go back into the archives at St. Gabriel Radio and re-listen to these speakers' talks before our show. And it's like, wow, I forgot how awesome this talk was. And even though Daria was only in, you know, 2018, three years ago, you forget a lot of what was said. So these messages are still available for you. So if you go to the archives at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, you can listen to so many past speakers from the Men's Conference, the Women's Conference, and the Sacred Heart Congress, all these amazing talks that we've had here in our diocese are our, our, our archives.
1: So they're great when you're cleaning or driving is pop them in. You know, what? and you can even share them with other people. I think yeah. it's a great reminder when you've met someone, you've heard someone share their testimony, and then you can still forward these talks along. It's it's evergreen, right? It's always living.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's such a gift. Well, we are so pleased to bring in our friend Daria Little, who was born and raised in a Muslim in Turkey. She rejected her Islamic faith, became an atheist after her parents divorced, Um, but during her stormy adolescence, she tried to convince a Christian missionary that there's no God but was converted to Christ instead. While attending a Turkish university, she was serving as a Christian youth minister. Daria began to compare the teachings of Protestantism, Catholicism, and during her doctoral stories, studies in England, she entered the Catholic Church. So Daria has a M.A. in history, a Ph.D. in politics. She has written for numerous uh, academic journals. And her first book she spoke to us on at our conference, From Islam to Christ, is published by Ignatius Press, and she has several other books, and including her latest work is called At His Feet, Drawing Closer to Christ with Women of the New Testament. So welcome, Daria. Hi. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you and hear your voice. <laughs>
2: Thank you very much. It's been too long, but it's wonderful to hear from you again.
0: Yes, I know. We will definitely have to have you back in Columbus someday soon when all this uh, COVID is over. <laughs>
2: uh, yes, from your mouth to God's ears. That's yes, yes. right.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, you know, I shared a little nugget of your story um, in your bio, and you spoke about it at our conference, but a lot of listeners may not have heard your talk yet. Um, can you just give us in a, a brief form your, your journey?
2: definitely the short version, of course there's a very long version, which I um, talked about at the conference, but I was raised in Muslim Turkey, which is kind of, um, you know, most looks Western, it's changed a lot since I moved here, uh, but um, it's still very Muslim, and um, my, both my parents are still Muslim, all my family is, and so that's all I knew growing up, and um I never doubted it, never questioned it because you're not allowed to doubt or question in Islam. But my when my parents got a divorce when I was around the age of eleven, I started to question everything they taught me and of course Islam fell into that category as well. And I started to read the Quran for the first time in Turkish. And when I read the life of Muhammad and um about Islam, both in Quran and the Hadith I realized that this is not a religion I could follow, especially the um, uh, Islamic teachings about women and warfare. Uh, they um, it w- they were really hard to swallow once I was able to read them, not from a place of fear, but from a place of curiosity and desire to understand. And slowly I became an atheist because I thought, you know, all religions were the same, all is just made up. Um, for men to feel good about themselves or whatnot. Um, and at the age of 19, I, um, through the miraculous workings of the Lord and divine providence, I met a Protestant missionary, and I felt so very sorry for her, because she still believed in fairy tales like God and Jesus. Um, and in my desire to convert her and show her that how wrong she was, um, I ended up coming to a place that it's possible that God exists. But of course if God exists and there's eternal life, that is the most important thing. Right? There's nothing everything else in this life is temporary and would fleet. So um eventually through a lot of slappings from the Holy Spirit, the Lord has been very patient with me and um and also witnessing the Christian life that was very important, seeing how not only this was an intellectual exercise but also it cha- it would change my life and make me a better person, uh, make my life better, and um, that I could experience that love and peace all the Christians around me seem to exude. So anyway, I converted when I was 22, and I was baptized by, um, by a Protestant, full immersion, um, perfectly said, uh, <laughs> Trinitarian formula, nothing, you know, uh, and um, a good friend of mine became, became Catholic a few years later, and I was appalled that he would become a papist because Turkey is like anti-Catholic. I mean, it's anti-Christian, but it's anti-Catholic. And um, while I was researching whether he was right or, you know, um, I was so sure I was right, of course, Then I realized that, oops, you know, it was me <laughs> who was wrong. And the Catholic Church has answered all my questions about Um, Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, the problem of authority or lack thereof in the Protestant churches, and then um, I was confirmed in 2008 in England. So here I am, (laughs) a few years later, still Catholic, hopefully getting closer to the Lord and heaven, you know, one step at a time.
1: What a powerful testimony. I think back to the very beginning, Michelle, when you opened up and you talked about This, you know, that I no longer call you servants, right? I call you friends. I'm sure, Daria, like there was a point in your heart where you just knew. I mean, what did that feel like to know that your God wants to be, you know, you get to approach him as friend. And and I'm sure that that was very impactful coming from, um, you know, an Islamic Turkey. Was that something that really connected with you? Yes.
2: And I talk about this a lot because in Islam, the fear is servile. Like, the relationship between Allah and the Muslim is a serv- serv- um, slave and master relationship, because, and there can never be a friendship or, like, a daughter and um, father, that kind of filial relationship. That's impossible. But when you understand Christ, even though it could start at servile, like little children, there is that, you know, um, imperfect contrition. It happens to all of us. But he desires that friendship, that sonship with us. And that's so beautiful. It breaks all that fear, right? Like he wants, he has died for us so we can go to him freely. And that is so powerful. Of course, it's not to pull him to our level, but like we let him, to, let him pull us to his level, elevate us instead of us, you know, bringing him down. We let him elevate so we become more like him through that friendship and love. So, yeah, it's beautiful. And it took a while to kind of grasp that because, you know, once you live in that fear, it takes a long time to break out of it. But it's the most beautiful part of Christianity, especially in day-to-day life, you know, when we, um, what, we, what we experience with our family and our own friends. That is the model, right, the Christ's desire for uh, our hearts is always the model. So it's been the most part of most beautiful part of Christianity for me.
0: Well, I love in your new book, uh, At His Feet, you talk about that how, as busy modern women, sometimes we have a hard time um, having that friendship with Christ. But you shared in, in your book all the stories of women in the New Testament and how, to, using their example, that no matter what our circumstances are, that we can be drawn to Christ. So I was just I would loved your book. I finished the whole thing this weekend, and um it was actually my second run through it, and there's so many amazing women in the Bible that you highlighted, some of them um they're not very well known or even i don't wouldn't even have known the name like the hemorrhaging woman. I would never know what her name was or some of the names they may read in passing, and you brought their stories to life and how they were connected and brought to Christ, and then how that was mirrored in in your life. So can you share a little bit more about it?
2: Um, Yes, Um, I really struggled being a wife and a mother, Um, even though in theory, of course, you know, that's what we want, uh, that's what I wanted, but once I was thrown into it, it was a big struggle, and where I live in America, I don't (laughs) still, I mean, I made more friends now, but I really struggled to see faithful Catholic women to whom I can look up to, and um, so. Inevitably, (laughs) I turned to the Bible, because that was one of my good habits from my Protestant days, uh, that I still um, read the Bible daily. And I loved seeing all these women uh, in the New Testament and how how they were friends with Christ in different ways. Everybody had a different kind of friendship with him, and Christ met them in their own unique situations. And I found that so beautiful, and I, real, I found much encouragement from that. And I also realized that a lot of women are lonely nowadays. You know, we are busy, but we are lonely at the same time. There's that loss of friendship among women. It's not like before we come together, cook together, you know, let our kids run together. Hopefully, I really pray that your listeners have that opportunity, but often I, say, I see that it's not the case. And um, that's why I wrote this book, for those women, so that they can come together with these New Testament women, but they also come together now with their sisters in Christ and hopefully read this book together and come closer to Christ.
1: I think it's really neat that this is um, an opportunity to also do as a book club, right? Or, uh, you know, a faith-sharing group can read this book Together, is there one particular woman in the New Testament that you think needs a little bit more of a spotlight? You know, one that maybe gets overlooked, and you're like, "Wow, I want everyone to know." You know, Saint Mary Magdalene gets a lot of credit, but is there someone that you that you feel you know just really drawn to?
2: You know, it's funny, even though I am an awful housewife and not particularly a good cook, I really like Saint Martha. Um, I think he kind of is, is she, she? she's kind of seen as, like, the one who did the wrong thing, almost, right? She shouldn't have done what she did. But um, I think she re- reflects our, like, the plight of the modern woman a lot better. Like, we all want to be like St. Mary, but at the end of the day, we can relate to St. Martha a lot more, and they are not mutually exclusive. Um, so I think um, I like my chapter about St. Martha. And with each chapter, I ask a question for the reader to reflect on. Um, And my uh, my question for St. Martha is, can you handle the mundane? And that's one of the things I found. I struggle so much. I'm like, I just did the dishes. Why is there more dishes like 10 minutes later? Or like the never-ending pile of laundry, you know, or another baseball practice or a game. Like, life gets so mundane in a way. But we need to find Christ within that, you know, uh, mundaneness and boringness and repetitiveness of daily life. So I think I relate with her the most uh, <laughs> out of everybody in this book.
1: I think I relate the most. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I, I do love her. I am. What
0: is it? Sometimes Martha, always Mary. But I'm definitely sometimes more Martha than Mary.
1: <laughs> the other day, I was I was really stressed, Daria, and I. My husband's like, "What are you doing?" And they go. I'm pray cleaning and he's like what? Yes. I go I'm cleaning and praying at the same time. I just can't sit still. And he's like, "Oh, okay, cuz it was just this nervous energy and and uh I one of the sisters said that sometimes that's very cleaning to the, you know, very purging to the soul to get that extra cleaning in when you're feeling that stress, but um she means she means a lot to me. Thank you so much for sharing that cuz the mundane is is our the majority of our life, right? We're not always on vacation and you know, living in the the flashy light. So, thank you. Yeah, now you mentioned, um, I didn't introduce you, that you had
0: four or five children now? I lost track.
2: Five now. Five now. Yes,
0: we have a five-month-old. Oh, great. So obviously you have a busy life and you're writing and obviously doing the same thing, baseball and dishes. And so how do you find time to spend with Christ? And can you give our listeners some tips where they can do the same?
2: You know, um, I think I always expected, it's like writing. It's like, okay, I need three hours a day to write, like a three-hour chunk. And you know if you're a mother, you're never going to get a three-hour of peace. Um, So I think just like my writing with praying, I pray like in increments, right? (laughs) Okay, so I'm doing the dishes. Maybe I'll get a rosary in there. Um, I'm taking a short walk. I'll put a divine mercy chaplet in there. And... um, And if I'm driving, I turn everything off while the kids are watching their, you know, cartoon or whatever. And I try to talk to the Lord. So instead of kind of trying to get that chunky chunk of time out of the day, which is impossible, and then we get frustrated for not having prayed, I try to get in like five minutes here, ten minutes there. Um, I set my alarm so we can pray the angelus with the kids. So that helps. Like I know when the alarm goes off at noon, that's what I do. Even though it's little, it always orients my day towards the Lord. And I try to read the uh, Bible every day. For me, that's right before bed. I am not a morning person, (laughs) so I read before I go to bed. But that may look different for you. So I think that's my biggest advice. Like don't try to make it like as if you're uh, a nun that you can have hours of prayer time. But maybe, like, those short times of God always keeping him in mind in whatever we do. Also,
0: awesome. Now, where can our listeners find you uh, online today?
2: Okay. So, uh, my website is com. But for this book, actually, I I am going to, you know, my toddler just uh, ran in saying boo by the way this is the this is the uh, length i can get <laughs> peaceful talk but um i i'm about to start a, a, a um, study with this book so we can all dive into the scripture together on facebook it's a private group um for at his feet. so we will talk more about these saints and hopefully read through the book so that's another place um your listeners can find me, and of course, I'm on social media as well.
0: So, Well, great. Thank you so much, Arya, for joining us. It's been so great to hear you, and congratulations on the new book and the new baby, and we hope we see you again in Columbus soon. I uh, hope to see you, and thank you very much for having me again. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> Bye. Well, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in studio with Emily Jaminette had Daria Little on, our 2018 speaker, and we
1: are talking about friendship with Christ. You know, I love how real she was, right? I mean, in the sense of sometimes you hear these big conversions and you can be a little bit intimidated. Like she went from Islam to, you know, atheism to Protestant to becoming a Catholic. And now, you know, her education degree, you can be like, oh, I guess I can't do anything. But yet when you hear her, you realize she encourages all of us to be friends with Christ. And I love that that was such a central part of her message that the looking at the women in in the New Testament, you know, in light of of how important that is. So I I just can't say enough about how touching that was. And she did a really
0: beautiful job sharing um, the, the scripture and breaking down the scripture in her book. It was really um, a, a great read, and it's so easy to read. I think sometimes when you you know dive into scripture, you can be intimidated by, you know, like you don't know enough about scripture, but she does such a great job of explaining these women saints and giving faces to names like Susanna and Johanna and Fiotin, who you glaze over in scripture and, and you see how what, what the role of Christ was in these women's life. And it's really um, a beautiful, beautiful gift. So it was, it was a pleasure to, to be able to, to read this. So as we go into, you know, we want to talk a little bit about practical things, Emily, right at, at the end of our show, as always. And uh, what are some of your practical tips
1: on growing in friendship with Christ? You know, the first thing I got to say, uh, Google. Google. I When I'm feeling anxious and I need some encouragement, I type right into Google, right? I, I, Lord, or, um, you know, Google, encouragement, holy scripture. And you would be amazed sometimes when you need a little bit of flooding, the floodgates of encouragement. And, you know, that's something that I try to do on a regular basis. But like she said, you know, it's it's not a three-hour episode. It's incorporating my faith throughout my day. You know, and and how I start my day, and then if I don't start my day very well, resetting, knowing that I can always pause and recollect myself, and those words of scripture. This past year, I've focused on a few key passages of just memorizing them, reciting them daily, and it has definitely helped me. I love too that when you, like you said, about you know just little chunks of
0: your day. So for me, I like to. I was given the wisdom of a an older mom who had 10 kids and she said bookend your days. So I start, you know, setting that timer 10 minutes early in the morning and then again at night. So you know that you're, I've got what what I'm going to do in my prayer in the morning is reading scripture and reading a meditation and then in the evening it's doing the examine. And I think too for me like learning how to grow in prayer like we talked about in our book Pray Fully instead of always the r- rote prayer to having that really deep relationship with Christ where you're not just saying the rosary, but you're meditating on scripture and, and prayer journaling. And I think for me this Lent I did the Pray Forty program with Father Michael Denk and I found myself for the first time like being faithful to prayer journaling. And for forty days every single day and it, it came out in prayers. So that's how my prayer journaling, you know, came out is, is my heartfelt prayers to Christ. And then I took would take my book to my journal to adoration. And then when you read through it you it's like sometimes you write things, right. And you don't even know that's on your heart. So it was really, really a, a beautiful gift to, to do that. So I think two programs that are established can really help you to develop that friendship with Christ. So you're not always, it can be hard sometimes if you're just, you know, like saying the rosary, if hard to meditate, you're always distracted. So I love that program and the B Formed program by, uh, we had Father Burke Masters on a few weeks ago,
1: so that's another great one. That's absolutely great. And I think that when we get back to the focus of friendship with Christ, right, like he longs for our friendship. I think it takes a lot of the intimidation away, a lot of that anxiety or guilt that might kind of start to flood in, like really, you know, but yes, he wants to actually not only be our friend, but we do remember he wants to move mountains. He wants to help us. He wants to lead us. And I loved how Daria said that he elevates us to, to holiness. And I think that she summarized that really well with, you know, why do we make the choices we do as Christians? It's because we want that eternal perspective and we got to fight for it because the world's very noisy, right? It's
0: definitely very distracting. Yeah. And it's hard to carve out that time for prayer because you're always going to have, I think when you're especially trying to develop that friendship with christ you're going to have even more distractions so no that's normal but keep plugging through i know father michael denk says when you're in prayer and you said you're going to sit there for 15 minutes and you've got you know two left and you think i'm going to cut out he said oh no then you add two minutes on more so then sit for 17 and that's how you grow in learning to deal with distraction and
1: how to continue growing deeper in your in your prayer life And, you know, really the end result is peace, right? Like that's what the Lord wants to give each one of us. That's one reason why we're doing this is that to not only encourage women, but to give them that eternal gift of peace in the midst of the trials and the storms. Absolutely. Yes. That that friendship with Christ does bring you such great peace and joy that the world cannot give us. No, it can't. And I think that that perspective is what can, that little nugget can carry us hopefully another day, another week. Another year. Absolutely. Well, let's close in prayer. Since we
0: talked about our friend St. Martha, um, there's a beautiful prayer um, I found um, f- to, through her intercession. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O oh, blessed St. Martha, your faith led Jesus to proclaim, I am the resurrection and the life and faith that you see behind his humanity. When you cried out, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God. With firm hope, you said, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And Jesus called your brother Lazarus back from the dead. With pure love for Jesus, you welcomed him into your home. Friend and servant of our Savior, I am too troubled with many things. Pray for me that I may grow in faith, hope, and love, and that Jesus, who sat at your table, will hear me and grant a place at the table of eternal life. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Any parting thoughts? Um, I'm excited to just work on my relationship with Jesus Christ. (laughs) Amen.
0: Well, we are so grateful that you joined us today on Inspired by Faith. If you want to learn more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit us at ColumbusCatholicWomen.com or Emily and I's mission work is at InspireTheFaith.com. God bless. Thank you.